Hello, and welcome to, it's, well, our title card says Freakin' Personal, and we have a uh, tiny baby in the room, so I'm going to I'm gonna keep the cussing to a minimum if I can. Don't don't bother on her behalf. She's only three and a half months old, so it's fucking personal. It's, it's been a long time, listener. It really has <laughs> been a long time. But we're um, back. We're still pissed we're off. Yeah, we were busy doing stuff. I had a baby. Yep. We've been organizing. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of stuff. So, um... What we, what my thoughts for the podcast is, mm-hmm. um, as, as we go through, I guess this is season two. Do we get to say that we have a second season? Now? Season two. We've just been picked up. Yeah. By ourselves. <laughs> by ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Season two. Sounds Literally good. no funding. No sponsors. <laughs> it's okay. We'll get funders one day. Yeah. You don't have to be upset about it. Um, anyway, so yeah, we're, we're, anyway, we had more stuff to say and Bethany still has his microphone. So here yeah. we are. So here we are. Um, and what I wanted to kind of start with today is this premise that we've been hearing a lot of lately as it relates to literally everything, um, is like what makes something reasonable, what is reasonable. And I would just go ahead and, and start that with why do all the worst people with the worst ideas insist on defining reasonable as their ideas? Um, because they want to squish your hopes and dreams, Bethany. Does that help? Obviously, yeah. Yeah. If you if yeah. you live or play or work amongst moderates, conservatives, curmudgeons, people who hate change and progress, um, you might have had a conversation like this. What is reasonable? I don't think my dad's ever going to listen to this podcast. My dad doesn't know what a podcast is, so it's probably yeah. safe to relay this anecdote. But I can recall um, he came over to visit the new baby. She was like three days old. We we're just home. And um, my dad's a retired parole officer. Uh, don't hate me. We ended up having a huge argument about closing Rikers Island, and he stormed out of my house and didn't come back for like a really long time. So um, he thought I was being completely unreasonable by saying that uh, we're going to decarcerate and abolish jails. And he was like ranting about Rikers Island, and he was like, When have you ever been to Rikers Island? And I was like, when was the last time you were in Rikers Island, Dad? Probably 20 years ago. And it's shit, and we should close it. And um, whatever. I digress. Right. You don't need to know. No, but I- that's the part. That is a perfect example. Because when you talk to people, especially when you when you mention abolition, you know, yeah. is like um, people want to say, but, but what do we do? And it's like, I, I, I understand the impulse to say, well, what do we do with the rapists and the murderers? But like... Are a hundred thousand low-level drug offenders, nonviolent people, worth incarcerating that one rapist? Be like, reasonable. Is Bethany. that yes? Right. Like that. It's worth ruining a hundred thousand lives. To and and it doesn't like. It's not restorative justice. We have no we have no illusions about that anymore. That like, you know, they used to say like, oh, well, jail should rehabilitate people. Well, a lot but of like, people don't care about that. No one, like, let's be yeah. real. A lot of people just want to lock people up and throw away the key right. and not look at the root cause of sure what happened to you in your life that led you to X Y Z or should that even be a crime? Yeah, obviously, I'm not talking about rape and murder. Those right. are crimes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Well, you know what's interesting too? It's like we people. We're creatures of habit, and once something becomes established as the norm, it's really hard for us to kind of think of a time where we're things, used to it, where things weren't like this, even if it was very like a short time ago. So, um, I fell down a research hole recently. Sorry about the 
baby padding. She just she's fine, folks. She doesn't stir. Don't apologize for um, that. She okay. has a right to be here too. Well, she totes does. Not that everyone <laughs> needs to necessarily hear about it, but um, I can also talk about aggressively breastfeeding <laughs> at a later in front point. of our Congress. They were very uncomfortable. Um, we can talk about that later. But anyway. Uh, oh yeah, so I've been reading recently about you know we'll we'll talk about this, but we we're very involved with the DA race. Uh, anyway, Queens DA race. Queens DA race. Or, yeah. I mean, anyone who's listening. To Sorry, this not like we you're live all in Queens. In my head. <laughs> but anyway, so I was kind of trying to educate myself a little bit about the history behind the prison abolition movement, and I read something to the effect of we didn't even really have prisons in America before, like. It was like 1850 or something like that. There, I mean, yeah, I guess you're like a town jail. If some cowboy rode in and shot some people up, you'd throw them in the clinker. But we didn't have these prisons that we have. We had holding cells. Right. County holding cells. Um, but, but, I mean, this is that's what is so wild to me. What, like, like where what all the through line is, right. is the abolition of slavery. Totally. And yeah. it was... It was always, which, I mean, you can't take race out of it, mm-hmm. obviously. Like, I, I I am absolutely not a class reductionist at all. Yeah. But what it is, is it's a dominant group uh, lording over a less dominant group. So it's poor people. Yeah. It's uh, black people. It's brown people. I mean, it's it's just, I mean, the, it's it's... Literally, you can just track it. Like, it's not even... It's not like it's oh, not a conspiracy theory. Yeah. It's just, they abolished slavery, and then they began building the prison industrial complex. Right. Like, that's... Right. So, but people... I, I mean, mean, it's crazy. It's... It is crazy, and it's like... And it's not reasonable. It's not... It is not reasonable to somebody who is um, <coughs> aware, aware of that. So... Yeah, and this carries over to so many different areas of things. Like, I've had this conversation a lot with, um, like, uh, mandatory schooling in the United States, which wasn't a thing until basically, like, the very late 19th century. Schooling was optional. Um, A lot of families had kids working on the farm, and they would have to, you know, miss time to go work on the farm. That's, I think, where where summer vacations come from. But it was, like, an optional thing. And then, um, you know, it became mandatory. And if you have conversations with people about our school system and why it is the way it is, like, but kids have to go to school. They have to be in school for six hours a day. I'm getting really sidetracked here. But the point is, it's like... We get used to it. Right. right? So stratifying kids by age, like, and not having them just out amongst a lot of different kinds of people, different sure. ages, whatever. Um, we think of that as like, that's the only way, that's the only thing you could do with a kid, right. but it's a new concept and right. that's not fucking reasonable. So, right. um, and it's also like, it's also one of those things again, not to be a class reductionist, but school was only for rich kids, right? Poor kids were working in factories and like getting eaten by weaving machines and stuff. Ugh. And uh, you need those tiny or, hands for those like yeah. really fine craftsmanship. Yeah, tiny hands. And so it's like poor kids didn't go to, get to go to school. Rich yeah. kids got to go to school. So it's like it's that's the thing too is like always the comparison yeah. of like well it's better than it was and it's like oh yeah but it's still dog shit like I, I don't know. why can we why can we have it better than it was but we I can't know. have it better than it is now to like really hideously paraphrase Martin Luther King like the pendulum is swinging towards justice but it's like a long arc something like that no it's the uh, the arc of history uh, this towards justice isn't there a pendulum also 
There is a pendulum, but it's the arc of history bends towards justice. Right. So we're like, um, we're right. We are like the arc of history though. It may be, we're, we're really butchering this. this quote, is, I'm sorry. I apologize. Google it people. Yeah. So <laughs> we, yeah, it, we, we, you know, we totally that, agree that things are better than the middle ages when we're all throwing feces at each other. And, um, <laughs> those people, famous feces fights in the middle ages. In the middle ages. <laughs> Whatever. You know what I mean? And everybody had that, like, friar tuck hairstyle. Yeah. We're all wearing these, like, itchy yeah. horse hair, brown robes. It's better than that. Okay. But we can do better, folks. We can do better. We can do way better. And yeah. Well, what's really funny is that I actually suggested that um, we we threw this... Uh, I reluctantly helped host a Bernie uh, debate watch party because I hate the debate. It was and, awesome. And it was really awesome. It was and awesome. I highly recommend. We met some great people. If you hate that kind of thing. At a wine bar. Go and fellowship with, like, if you hate that type of fellowship thing, which is I really do, churchy I still word. hate. Isn't it? I love it. You don't like it? You're Southern. Yeah, I guess so. Join me I in love, fellowship I as love you drink $7 wine. It was delicious. Yeah. Cheese plates. Yeah, it was great. Um, Bougie Bernie. But uh, but anyway, so like the at, at the thing I was I was uh, suggesting bringing back the stocks that whereas like you love the Middle people, Ages, I do. But like that should be like literally every healthcare executive yeah. should be put in the stocks yes. and we should jeer at them and throw tomatoes at them. I don't believe in capital punishment even for these monsters, but we should be able to. Corporally punish them. The tomatoes could we be need rotten, to change. so it wouldn't like hurt them. It would just be disgusting. Yeah, I mean it's fine if it hurts them. I just don't want to kill them or maim them permanently. Look, I'm not. You should put that in a welcome I'm outside not your house. Such a, <laughs> I'm not such a pacifist that I believe that no one should feel any and you pain don't or discomfort. Have to be. You don't have to be. So <laughs> let's segue there to something also like super on track. Um, the DA race, the Queen's DA race. It's over. Still a lot of emotions. <sighs> yeah. It was fucked up. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll go ahead and say it. Uh, that was stolen. It was stolen from Tiffany Caban. It was stolen. We the were, people have spoken. We love Tiffany. The people did not vote for uh, Melinda Katz. They simply yeah. didn't. Like, the fact that they threw out affidavit votes, that's the part that really bugs me the most is because yeah. I have a couple of friends who they left the Democratic Party because mm-hmm. it's dog shit. Okay. And um, they didn't re-register in time to vote oh, in the DA race. Okay. And so they did affidavit ballots. Okay. But so that to me, that is so offensive because how are you going to say you're a party person, right? If you, not love, you are. I love parties. Not you are. I love parties. Say the hypothetical you. Or what is it? The... It's not hypothetical. That's not the word. The, the, the it's like a literary term, right? I don't know. Anyway, what, hypothetically, like the no, like the you, the the universal. You okay, sure, sure. It's like the royal so, we, yeah. The royal, yes, the royal you. I don't think that's a thing. No, I think that's it's the royal we. Okay, yeah, okay. whatever. Anyway, sorry. Say you are a party person, yeah. right? One is a party person, and if one is a party person, if one is a party person, capital P, you would say. Uh, you know, the the party is democracy. The party is democracy. Votes matter, blah, 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 right? Oh, you can't say out loud that votes don't matter. Clearly you think it because you're a party person. Yeah. Dips. But I feel bad saying that you, while I'm sitting across from I'm you. I'm not offended, Because Bethany. I'm certainly not saying it to you, I know you, what you're Katie. talking about. You're not saying it to the but, baby. I get it. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so... The, my friends, I know two people that yeah. this happened to, yeah. which 
I don't know. That's I know a, a lot of people, but I don't. Of the, this, this race came yeah. down to 55 votes, yes. folks. So I know two votes that were just thrown away because they were affidavit votes. There and was so like hundreds why of Why does, why is that acceptable? Why do we say, and that's the, that goes back to like what is reasonable. That is completely yeah. unreasonable. First, there is no one ridiculous. who can make a reason, a reasonable argument about that. Well, that you like, can. Oh, if, it's fine. They're just citizens who are trying to vote. You can if you run the party and you don't want people to participate because like the way they see it, it's their party. Yes. It's their party. And it's yep. not your party. And fuck you. You're a registered Democrat. I don't give a shit. Yep. You're not, you don't go to those meetings in like the basement of a nursing home and eat stale cake. Even if you did, it's still not your fucking party. It's right. the party boss's party. It's the borough president's party. It's the select handful of corrupt district leaders this is party yep. um it's not your party so sit down eat the stale cake we give you oh thank you for that cup of tea bethany yes, that was so hostessy of you yeah um you like, know it's steep long enough sit sit the fuck down um we're gonna do what we're gonna do and yeah. like fuck all you people who are registered yeah. democrats and think that your voice matters because yeah. it doesn't and that's what they're yeah. saying the end and so. i have to say though like these these types of interactions though because i've i've literally heard that directly from one of these party boss people. Yeah. Um, I don't feel comfortable saying what her name is. That's cool. But it's a woman. We don't have She's to go a, there. But, I mean, in a personal conversation with yeah. me and and three people also that I considered friends at the time. Friends at the time. And we were sitting around a glass, like we were having glasses of wine, and this, oh, this I know party boss is. woman is... Were you having she's, cocktails? She's quite charming. That's she's, relevant. She's smart. She's... She knows what she's talking, you know, like she yeah. knows how to be a politician. Right. Um, but she, I was telling her, I'm from Alabama and I was telling her, I said, New York has more restrictive voter laws, in my opinion, than Alabama has. Isn't mm-hmm. that wild? And she was like, what do you mean? So I said, well, on the day of the primary yeah. in Alabama, like you can't vote in both primaries. You can't vote. That would them. be fraud. We're not that, advocating that, for that. And I don't, and I'm not advocating for that, but. You should be able to pick your candidate right. when you go into vote. Totally. Like, it, it that just is wild to me. Whereas, so you just go in and you say, I want the Democrat ticket or I want the Republican ticket. Right. And they give you one or the other and right. then you cast your vote. That sounds so democratic, Bethany. I have chills. I know. In if Alabama, only, of all places. If only we could have that. Apparently, it's like that in New Jersey as well. Okay. Um, but in New York, you have to register 90 days before the primary. Yeah. In order to just vote. Just I remember this vote. was an issue in 2016. Like, there were so many people that wanted to vote for Bernie that couldn't because they missed the deadline or right. whatever. Or didn't it used to be even more? And it was like the candidates haven't even declared. I think so. So you didn't even it was know like who was in the primary. Yeah, it was so far ahead. Yeah. But and it was, it's, it's by design because these charming yes. assholes who will buy you one cosmopolitan or whatever the hell you were drinking. I wasn't there. Um, it was rosé. I was thinking rosé. Whatever. I'm a millennial, Katie. I love rosé. I'm, I'm a millennial. <laughs> I like I like whatever is the cheapest glass of wine for wine bar. Because um, I'm underemployed. So, anyway. Yeah, but it's like, of course she didn't, this ghoul, to use one of your favorite terms, which yeah. I think is good, and Halloween is approaching, to yeah. use, it, you know, this ghoul, of course she was like, really? You think there's a problem with that? Because it was working pretty well to keep her and her family members in yeah. power. Which is funny. For a pretty long time. It didn't keep her in power because she lost her race to a guy who switched to Republican 
Yeah. Before. That's uh, what happens when you try to, before like... Before the general. Pay the cops to which cover is up shit. awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's not do that, folks. It's undemocratic. And it's not yeah. reasonable. So... But, but yeah, so these what people she told me, So she said... Right. And so then she looks at me and she says, but what if they're not really Democrats? And I said... Purity tests? But, but I was like, but wait, so people owe the party their loyalty, but the party doesn't owe the people their loyalty? And she kind of, like... She backed down from that when it was phrased that way. Because you can't, yeah. Because you can't defend that. Yeah. Um, but it was still, like, those are the kinds of things, too. Like, when I, I mentioned there were three other people who I used to consider, I formerly considered friends. It's like, how did that not radicalize you? Like, I don't understand how you can hear somebody I know. say that and it doesn't radicalize you. Because if you think of yourself as one of the chosen group, of course it's not going to bother you. I guess so. You know? I guess that's what it is. Yeah. And I, and like, I don't know, that's like, that's my lifelong crusade though, yeah. is like, that, uh, that I, I went to prep school and like, I was the chosen, I was one of these chosen vaunted people. Elite. And were you in the Illuminati? Do you have a tattoo of a triangle with an eye floating above it that I haven't seen? Uh, uh no. Um, uh, <laughs> can we change the subject? I really don't feel comfortable talking okay, about this sorry. on the podcast. I'm just kidding. No, I don't. Um, Thanks for clarifying. But I did go. <laughs> I did go to uh, to. I did go to prep school. This like elite prep school in Alabama. Yeah. And uh, and it's like I was. I have been told my whole life how extremely special I am. You do have really nice hair. Thank you. Thank you. And you're, thank you. <laughs> um, but like, why am I special? Because my parents have money. Like that's. That's hardly a reason yeah. to be special. There are many other reasons why you're special, Bethany. Right. But but teaching our children... That's so, fucked up. Yeah. Anyway, but... And, and I want to, some other episode, talk about gifted and talented and all that stuff. Oh, so much to say. Um, so much to say. But, like... Build Blasio. But anyway, like... Yeah. I understand. I even do sympathize with these ghouls because having smoke blown up your ass feels great. You know? It's very cleansing and... You, I think it would be a little nasty. Like, you get very gassy after a while. There are people who get coffee enemas, Katie. That's people disgusting. love this stuff. Gwyneth Paltrow, shame on you. Yeah, people love putting things in their butts. That's, <laughs> I mean, Look, I'm not hating against anyone that wants to do that. <laughs> Let me specify. I'm just saying, like, that, that the coffee enemas reeks of goop. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty awful. Yeah, um, and it probably costs like $1,000. I just said it's pretty awful as if I'd had one. I've <laughs> not had one. I just want to be clear about that. You do you. That would be... That would really ruin my day, though, because I'm pretty I like caffeine to drink, sensitive. I like to drink and coffee, I would just be... not coffee that's been like filtered through someone's asshole. <laughs> uh, that that's gonna be a thing. Like, no, isn't there like bat shit coffee? Like they feed it's some little rodent, guan, it's not bats, but it's, what do you call bat shit? It's, something. It's not bats. It's this little rodent. Oh, that's gross. And yeah, they get the coffee beat. No, it's a goat. I think it's a goat. Go, goats eat garbage. But they get it out of the shit of these goats. I'm going to not have roast that. It. I'm going to not have that. I would prefer that. not to have that no. either. I like my um, Nescafe not to be filtered through a goat's A bowel? Yeah. The bowels of any animal? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, so back to the DA race. The, <laughs> that was um, a good segue. That was a great segue, right? <laughs> we're a little rusty, but that was a pretty yeah, good segue. There. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so the the uh, DA race, uh, we were we were involved as uh, volunteers, and we really like that's the thing. Volunteers slash people, super fan girls of yeah, Tiffany Caban, who's just 
an awesome person. Just an awesome person. Yeah. And, uh, well, and that's what, that's where, like, when I think of, of, uh, of politics and stuff like that and, like, going with your gut and yeah. stuff, Tiffany just made that race so easy I for know. us. I know. Because we did, like, there were a lot of people... Um, in our orbit who were like, well, I don't know. We got to go strategically who can win and Such all of this stuff and who's, yeah. who has the best shot and, and whatever. And doing all this strategy bullshit when we met Tiffany and we're like, yeah, this chick's got it. Like this is she, it. Let's she go. came down to talk. Um, we had like a meet and greet for her. Like maybe it was like end of January last this year. Yeah. It was like pretty early on. And she, we were like, you want to come? And she was like, yes. Yeah. Just, you know, and she just came and talked to people. We like, it was electric. It was electric just to hear and, her talk about as a criminal, as a, um, a public defender, like how the system is so fucked and stacked against people and what she saw and what she experienced and what her clients have been through. And she, you could just see, the passion and yeah. Melinda Katz or Columbo reject. Um, what the hell was his name? Greg basic. Whatever. <laughs> Columbo reject. Yeah. Just Columbo. You know, Man, Peter all, all the other. Treasure. Yeah, totally. But they stopped making those movies a while ago, Bethany. They yeah, don't need they any did. more extras. So you're right. You you're know, right. there's only one Columbo. Right. I used to watch this with my dad. Actually, we would bond over that. But anyway, the passion was there. She really believed what she was saying. And she single-handedly, like, wrote the freaking script for, for the whole else. election. She drove Absolutely. everybody, except for Greg Lasik. He was just right. impermeable and whatever. He was just world. like... She She drove everyone to the left. I'm a Republican, but you can vote for me in the Democratic Yeah, he had that mustache that, that all the cops had. My dad had that mustache. Situation. You know? Yeah, you know? They all had the mustache. So she, she single-handedly, like, drove almost everybody to the left. She kind of set the pace. You know what I mean? Absolutely. She set the policy for that whole freaking debate around the election. And... And just the fire was in her belly. Like, you could see it from a mile away. And yeah. anytime we asked her to come down and talk to people, like, you didn't have to ask her twice. Yeah. She wanted to, like, she wanted to talk to everybody. And you could yes. see anyone who had a conversation with her become, like, That's it. switched yeah. on. It really was, um, it really was incredible. And, like, and that's, that's one of those things. Like, that's to me how, and this is how this relates to, like, what is reasonable. Yeah. Is that she, Tiffany was really good. It is really good. Yeah. Um, about explaining that like this system isn't reasonable, right? There's nothing the reasonable about ruining people's lives because they have a joint on them or there's nothing reasonable about asking cash bail. Right. Um, and she just, it's really, I don't know that that's been so refreshing because I think for, I mean, I consider myself a pretty, pretty new leftist. Mm. Like I've always been liberal. I actually, I found this is horrifying and I can't believe I'm going to confess this Do on the podcast. Do it. But so I found horrified. my live journal. <laughs> I had a live journal. I'm not going to tell anyone what my, uh, cause it's still up. I had a dead journal. And I don't know how to, I don't know how to get it down. Mm. Um, but I went on there just because I was like, I was like, I wonder, like, I just wanted to know, I remember doing it, but I don't remember what I put up there. And we go like, that Jean Valjean, they totally should have chopped off his hands. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's worse. Kate. <laughs> well, it's worse. I said, cause it was like a questionnaire. I used to love those little questionnaires okay, where okay. it was like, uh, you know, like 
what's your favorite, whatever. What's your favorite color? What are your politics? And I'm cringing. Do it. I'm dying. What is it? I have to know. I'm socially liberal and very pro-choice, but fiscally more like a libertarian. Our friendship is over. Just kidding. I will climb up to the roof and jump (laughs) off. And it won't kill me, but it will hurt very badly. (laughs) So, yeah. So that's my big confession of the day. Um, but like, I, I that I, was, I'll, I'll, in the spirit, in the spirit of fellowship and friendship, I will also <laughs> say that I, I own an autographed copy of Ron Paul's Revolution. So can we still Ooh, be friends? Okay. <laughs> all right. No, I feel better now. I feel safer. It's all good. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, for both of us. Oh, I did have love for Ron Paul. Not those like racist newsletters that, right. that was the end of it for me, but if you listen to what he was saying, I mean, it was, he has similarities with Bernie in some ways, I feel. Right. You know? Well, he was, he was kind of one of the first original, like, anti-war. He was anti-war, and a lot of the stuff about the Fed, mm-hmm. I liked what he said about that. And, like, that's how I read that book, The Creature from Jekyll Island, which is actually a very interesting book about how the Federal Reserve was formed and the act of taking away the gold standard. So, okay. like, on certain things, I was like... That Ron Paul, he seems to know a lot. His son is a flaming asshole. Let me just uh, let me just say that like worst. his son is the worst, and I'm not, I'm no longer aligned with Ron Paul. Let's so, just get oh that out well, there. in funny news about Rand Paul is the guy who yeah, uh, broke his ribs, jackass. Yeah, uh, got thirty days in jail. Mm. So anyway, worth it, King. We will uh, send mm. you. A trophy in the mail. A fruit basket. Yeah, you. Thank tiger you. bomb. Thank you for your service. <laughs> To decency, yeah, for kicking the shit out of Rand Paul. That guy's probably a, <laughs> that guy's probably a conservative too, but yeah. still. Do you know what, Bethany? We've it's come a cool long that way. You the shit We've out come of a long Paul. way since our youth. Yeah, <laughs> yes, we have. Um, but like, as far as like, I was never all that involved, um, and I think that as as oh yeah, that's what we were talking about. Is Tiffany and about and your live journal? And, how embarrassing it was. Oh god, it was so horrifying. Um, but uh, but that's where I discovered that nugget about voting. The first election oh, that I was able to vote in okay. was uh, George Bush versus um, John... Al Gore. No, John Cor- No, what was the second one? John Kerry? Wait, why couldn't you vote in the one before that? Because I wasn't 18 yet. Oh, right. I'm like two years older than you think. Yeah. Oh, you didn't, you didn't vote I in... I didn't get to vote in Bush v. Gore? Oh, no. what that was, was my first election. It was Kerry, right? It was Kerry, yeah. yeah. Swift... Vote veterans for truth. That's right. So um, Taylor Swift in vote that, veterans. In that election, I voted for Ralph Nader. Right. And I, I wrote on my live journal, it doesn't matter anyway, because of the Electoral College, yeah. my vote in Alabama for Ralph Nader means nothing. And, like, I didn't know shit back then. I was obviously an idiot because I was a libertarian. <laughs> but, like, yeah. I knew that piece of It's a journey. It's a yeah. journey. But, anyway, what, what I was saying... Um, about things being reasonable and unreasonable is that Tiffany Caban had a really good way of explaining that like things weren't reasonable or or whatever. Whereas I find myself often like we're we're all in America, so we're all either in liberal or conservative spaces, mm-hmm. and usually that's a mix of the two. And I consider liberals to be conservatives anyway, so it's hard to explain why something is unreasonable sometimes. You know, like when it's a very clear injustice, yeah, 
that is that is easier. But when it's like right. the more subtle injustices where it's like um, uh, to use a really gutting example, there was a man who um, he was, I mean he was a man absolutely, but he was 21 years old which mm-hmm. to me is still a kid yeah. um, got shot and killed by a police officer in the mall in Alabama, oh my God. in Birmingham which was the mall that I used to hang out at in a, as a middle oh. schooler um, and he had, E.J. Bradford um, is his name, and he had a gun, he had a handgun on him mm-hmm. and so that's one of those cases where everybody can see the reason. Well, I mean, did he point the gun at the officer? Yeah. And people want to argue. Right. I mean, to me, I'm like, no, it's unreasonable for police officers to be able to shoot citizens, period. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. I find that quite unreasonable. Oh. Um, but anyway, that's a harder argument to make than the argument about uh, Philando Castile, who... Yeah was just shot and he didn't, yeah. he didn't brandish a gun. He said he had a gun. Right. And then he got in and his hands were visible and yeah. he got shot. So it's like, um, anyway, Tiffany has a really good way of explaining why certain things are clearly injustice. Yeah. Um, and I have struggled with that myself mm-hmm. as, because we're all, you know, we're constantly in these like liberal, reasonable spaces right. or conservative right. reasonable spaces. Bethany's doing air quotes. I am. Just yes. so you guys Sorry. Know. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I intone the air quotes. Do yeah, I? Yeah, you did. Yeah. You did. Yeah. Um, but so anyway, she, she's good at that. She's, she's awesome. and really good at that. good at that. And I think we would all, uh, do well to, to kind of learn from that. Yeah. Um, definitely. And I'm stoked to, that I have, been afforded that opportunity definitely and we know that she'll go on to do to continue to do amazing things and something also i guess that's come out of this just complete garbage fire of a race is that the all-powerful queen's machine you know so we were we were at that election night party we were all crying and jumping around and at the end of the night it looked like tiffany had won by like over a thousand votes and then ho ho there's a recount and what do you know all this the statisticians were like there's no way Melinda can cats, Melinda cats can like come forward and win after this. Lo and behold, she did by 55 fucking votes. How did that happen? By ignoring all those other pesky ballots, but whatever. But the point is, as we've been discussing amongst ourselves, a machine that wins an election after a recount and they emerge like 55 shady votes ahead. That's not really a very powerful machine. machine. Yeah. Yeah. So the machine, It's yeah. going to take a while, but they're going down, right. and we're going to replace it with something better. Right. Yeah, for sure. And 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 to that point about the ballots and them being thrown out is what the machine did at the beginning, from the beginning, mm. when they called for the recount or whatever. Yeah. Which I guess they didn't call for the recount. The recount it was triggered was because it was... Triggered. Yeah. But um, is they were just... They knew... We're going to count every vote. But they knew how much money Tiffany had, and they yeah. knew that there was a limit to how much she could spend versus Their cats lawyers. literally had unlimited resources. Because they were for, for the free. Yeah. Um, but, so, like, yeah. that's, you know, it's a stolen election. They just ran out Tiffany's bank account. Like, that's also, really what happened. I think you should become an election lawyer, Bethany, because they make a shit ton of money, and you could use that money to dismantle the machine. Yeah, but I think they make a shit ton of money from the machine, don't they? 
Oh yeah, I gotta rethink this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Never mind. <laughs> um, no, I mean studying election law would be really fascinating. And then, I mean, there are some awesome election yeah. lawyers like Tiffany's. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but so Tiffany's stole an election. Yeah. Um, and then also, that sounds like the name of a babysitter's club book. Tiffany's stolen election. Tiffany stolen election. Babysitters Club Special Edition number thirty-five. Yeah, right. There'd be a picture. (laughs) I don't know any of the Babysitters Club's names. Oh, Christy, Stacy, Marianne, Claudia, Jesse, Mallory, Um, Dawn. Dawn was the hippie from California. Nice. You'd be a Dawn. I'd be a Dawn. I'm the Dawn. Dawn. I'm the Dawn of this. I was kind of a Christy. (laughs) What is she like? She's a bit of a bossy bitch who's into sports. You're the Christy. I'm the Dawn. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah. So, but moving on. Today is a very special day. Yep. Um, it is the global climate strike, September twentieth. Um, and uh, just for informational purposes, and so that I may brag about myself, <laughs> I took my three-year-old to go greet um, Greta's boat as it came in. Um, I'm so jealous. I have too many freaking kids to do that right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it would have been a nightmare for you. <laughs> um, I just had the one three-year-old and then, and by the time it was like really crowded, she was like, I gotta pee. And then we had to leave. Yeah. So that was it. <laughs> but it's awesome that you went and I hope that she'll remember it. Yes. Yes. I do cool. too. Um, but so yeah, we're, we're, uh, trying to support the kids in the global climate strike. Mm-hmm. My, my daughter's in 3k, um, and then Katie's two are in smallest little school, so it's like it doesn't really make sense for them to strike. Yeah, I asked at the elementary um, school she goes to, and the principal said they weren't doing anything because most of the kids were kind of too little to get it, which right. I get. I yeah, that it's um, it's really more of like the the high schoolers, and yeah, but they're aware of yeah. that, and, and that's that's yeah. pretty cool. Well, so we didn't. There's there's the big um, protest in Foley Square today, which a lot of people will be joining. Yes. We didn't organize something locally because it's, it just makes more sense, I think, for everyone to meet up at that huge spot. Right. But um, we did go around to local businesses with some of the uh, climate strike flyers and ask that they either close or close briefly or right. talk about it on social media or something. And like a lot of our businesses around here are small family owned businesses and we understand that they might not financially be in the position to strike. I get that people have to like pay their employees and keep the lights on. Totally get that. The point is disruption. You know, the point is to like jolt people out of their daily lives and people who don't pay attention to the imminent disaster our climate's facing to basically just be like, yo, wake the fuck up and to inconvenience you. Oh, I can't get my coffee this morning. Why? The world's on fire. Like, and something that is interesting to me, I mean, there's a lot of, because we live in a coastal community, there are a lot of businesses who are really gung ho about it. Absolutely. Um, Especially the ones like that are frequented by surfers and people who are more kind of environmentally inclined. But I have to say it, does show me how much of a kind of Twitter bubble I'm in that there's a lot of people that we spoke to who were like a climate strike. What, what is that? Oh, you haven't heard about this. I'm like, how can you not have heard about this? Everyone's talking about it. And it's like, right. no, everyone on my Twitter feed is talking about it. Right. It's not the world as my husband likes to remind me. Yeah. He's usually right about things. And it's really irritating. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it he's been wrong before. Well, he's, I mean, he's totally <laughs> been wrong before, but he's, he's right about a lot of shit. Uh, <clears throat> 
So, and I can say that because he's not listening. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, but it just, it, it, that does scare me how many people are not paying attention and sure. think that this is like either a hoax or not really a big deal, even well, where we live. I know, but it's also, but that goes back to like the idea of reasonable and like, what does it mean to be uh, plugged in or whatever? Yeah. And I think that people, people consider like, oh, I watch CNN. I'm, I'm in tune. I'm tuned in. And, or like, I watch MSNBC. I'm tuned in. And it's like, that to me is not reasonably tuned. Can we just say fuck the people who watch that and fuck the people who go on it thinking of someone in particular? <laughs> anyway, yeah, right. special message. Uh, yeah. yeah, but well, no. See, I, I, I am gonna have to disagree. Um, I don't say fuck the people who who watch that and not think every that single as, person. No, I know. know, but like that is the discord. Like that is the mainstream, whatever. And like that's mm-hmm. not that it's our doing by any means, but like that is a problem with like our culture is that like we consider that is like, if you, if you, um, if you take in what these corporate media sites or web, whatever channels Mm -hmm. are giving you, that means that you are plugged in. You never Um, have to do your own research type of thing. Oh yeah. 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 And I think that like, I, I don't like I I don't know I wish like I wish I knew how to not be so plugged in like I'm way too plugged in. I could I take your to... computer and throw it off your porch. I think that would do it. Uh, and your phone. You'd have to get rid of my phone, and then I wouldn't know how to get anywhere. <laughs> I would buy you one of those old timey be... maps. Yeah, right. <laughs> I've got the Rand McNally. I would. Or I'd commission a cartographer to draw you like an old illustration of. Where we live with like sea monsters in the ocean, you know, one of those cool maps. Yeah. Okay. So you've got cash lying around for this. Oh, no. How come you're not sponsoring the podcast? No, absolutely do not. <laughs> no. Um, but no, like they, the, I, I don't know. I have a hard time with the like blaming, blaming people in general. Like. I guess. Whatever. I think it's like, it's just what's given to us. And like, that's what, that's what this whole, the whole thing about like what's reasonable and what's unreasonable is like, maybe I was a tad harsh, not, but like, I don't know, because this has been wearing up, like this has been keeping me up at night. I'm not even kidding of like being told, like, don't let your disillusionment cause you to unplug. And I'm like, Oh my God, you have no idea how I'm, how plugged in I am. Yeah. Like just because I don't watch MSNBC does not mean I'm unplugged. Right. So I guess, I guess maybe the solution is, well, it's this on, on every issue. How do you get other people to care? Right. That's like when we had to see, yeah, we had this awesome professor from CUNY come down. Also it was like in the winter time, um, Dr. Atto, who does uh, research about, um, he's like an urban studies professor and he does transportation justice. And he came, he had a really awesome talk about how other urban populations have kind of created social movements for change and improved their access to transportation. And like the bottom line of his message is like, you just have to get a ton of people to give a shit. And I mean, he was more eloquent than me because he just wrote a book and he's really smart. But you know, if you get people to care and they are vocal and loud. The politicians and administrative people, they will have to do it. They will have to bend to your will. But if you don't have buy-in from the community, if enough people aren't standing up and shouting, like, this is bullshit, 
it's not going to happen. And why don't people care that the earth is on fire? But also, look at the DA race. We had tons of people get up and say, this is bullshit. We won't have a, a party hack, blah, 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 blah. And they still fucked us over. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, that's the type of, of thing where I just like, yeah, you're right. My, I believe that I know that transportation is a different case because you're not talking about, uh, like a super, like, you know, rich and well-connected people wanting to hang on to power. It's, it's less stakes to be like, we're going to add a bus line for you. You know what I mean? But obviously there's some stakes because I mean, they could, they could just do that. Like they, Cuomo could just do that. He, he could totally just pump could, money but into the MDA. He doesn't. I mean, he doesn't care enough, and they see it as like the people who are not being. I mean, and Doctor Atto was like really good about it, kind of explaining some of the history of this. The people who are underserved, we know it's like poorer communities, communities of color. Like it's specifically by design who's being cut off to access to all this good shit. Right. It's on purpose, and if the people in charge think. These are people who like, quote unquote, don't matter to me. They're not, right? you know, they're not funneling money into my pockets. They're not like shitty developers, right. blah, blah, blah. They're not my true constituents. They're not Wall Street. Sure. Like, fuck them. Unless you get enough people. Right. Riled up. Right. But I think it just goes back to all of that, that like criminalizing, like, I mean, they're already making steps towards criminalizing protest. So like... You know, yeah. okay, well, the, these are just protesters. They're just criminals. They're they're mm. criminal protesters. I don't know what to tell you. Lock them up. We're not giving them a bus line. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't know. Getting very depressed now, Beth. I know. I'm sorry. that I, I took it on a bummer bummer course. But I just... Maybe you need a coffee enema for that. Yeah, right? <laughs> I've had enough coffee. I'm like... Bzz. Yeah. But, um... No, I mean... But I think that that's, that's where, like... I don't necessarily think that that is that like, I do think that protest unrest disruption Mm -hmm. is the answer. Um, but I think it's, it's more in getting the right people mad about it type of thing. Who are the right people? Um, people that are being, that I guess people that are being listened to. I mean, like not like if we could get, the rich folks from uptown mm-hmm. to care about something. Oh God! We could get we could get a stop. Like we really could. I know we could, and that sucks. That's bullshit. Is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Because why do they get to be the gatekeepers? Um, but if but that and that's the whole point though. Right. It's like the the people who are being underserved. Yeah. Are the people who are not being listened to. Right. The people who are being served are the people who are being listened to anyway. Yeah. So it's just a feedback loop that keeps inequality growing. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> but so, I mean, I just think there's the, the, I don't know. It just, it goes back to what's reasonable. Like, why is it reasonable to not have good public transportation for everybody? Why is that reasonable? It's not reasonable. Why is it reasonable for schools to have such disparate... In like uh, what's the resources? Word? Resources. Yeah, it's not like it's not reasonable. It's completely a. a it's fucked. Um, but you know, I think that I don't know. I go back and forth between like despair and also like knowing that a better world is possible. I'm not sure how we get there. 
Yeah, we wanted to name and this podcast Burn It All Down originally, but that name is taken. I mean, it's a good name, so kudos yeah, to you guys who thought of it first. But I think it's like a sports podcast or something. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what the fucking answer is. Hopefully. I don't either, but, but I also think we have to move away from having the answer, too. Well, that's good because we're already because, there. Well, because like whenever you talk to somebody who's one of these reasonable moderates, yeah. and you're like, we should have free healthcare at point of service. Yeah. Absolutely, we should have that. It's reasonable. They like, should have that. Have they another say, glass of rosé while I tell you why that's a shitty idea. Right. But they say, like, um, they say, well, uh, that's unreasonable or, uh, damn it, I had a really good point with this. And Do you now know what, I've though? Just to, just, to, just to backtrack also, that goes back to, like, my earlier comment about people having very short memories because before World yes. War II, we didn't even, private health insurance wasn't even really a thing. You just went to the doctor and paid your nickel or whatever. Right. And, got your chlamydia treatment or whatever it was. You know what I mean? I'm not speaking from personal experience, but it was yes, just because you were not in the 1940s. Yeah. So getting chlamydia treatment. No, I totally was not. So yeah, like people can't remember that. Like, but we've always had health insurance companies. What the hell will we do? But we won't have healthcare, but it won't be fair. It won't be good. It's like, we just had that. There are people alive who can remember those times. I believe, right. I believe Ron Paul was a OBGYN who did not accept health insurance plans and all his patients paid him like a shiny nickel to deliver their babies. Yeah. That might not be true. What I just said, but yeah, I feel like I was. Oh, here's what it was. Here's what it was. Okay. So that it's like that it is unreasonable. And then it's like, well, what, what is the answer? You don't have the answer either. And it's like, fuck off. Just because I don't have the answer doesn't mean I don't. It doesn't mean your points aren't valid. That My points aren't valid or that like there isn't a there isn't something out there. Like, go ask Bernie Sanders. He's got a fucking plan for it. And it's awesome. So, like, yeah, know, it is possible. But, I like, but I hate that, that, like, well, you don't have the answer, so shut up. That's, like, such bullshit. I mean, the and it's answers, such a moderate, uh, reasonable The talk. answers are out there. And that's that's one of the reasons why I like policy so much. It's because... For most issues, you can look to another country and say, like, oh, well, they've done this or they've done that. Sure. I fell down a rabbit hole the other day about public housing in Vienna and why it's fucking awesome and why, like, a good portion, I think one in four Viennese people live in public housing because it's so freaking good. Yeah. Like, indoor swimming pools. And it's amazing. That's for another day. But anyway, yeah. the answers are out there, my friends. Absolutely. Like and, aliens. like, just because you don't... Don't ever let anybody tell you just because you don't have the answers doesn't mean that we shouldn't be seeking the answers and yeah. something better. It was very like zen of you. That's bullshit. Yeah. So please look, now I'm going to end on a positive note. There that's we go. That's bullshit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, this was good. But I think we've got a good, good ep going here. Um, and next week we will be joined by a special guest Yay. and I'm very excited about it. Totally excited. Um, thank you for listening. I'm really happy to be back. Have a fucking good week. Go, yes. go protest something. Yeah. Go on climate strike today. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye.